2: And welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I am Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you doing? Uh, doing
0: good, Shad. Uh, I'm doing good.
2: I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad that each and every one of you out there is listening with us for this episode. We're going to take care of our shout outs real quick, unlike last episode where we got 25 <laughs> minutes in before we got to them. I was um, being
0: generous. I think it was more like 35.
2: <laughs> whichever. Um, our first shout out's is going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code Four Corners Podcast. That is the number four, capital C in Corners, capital P and podcast. Save 10% off your order. Other shout-out, folks in Eastern Kentucky, could still use your help. If you would feel like donating, helping out, whatever, I'm going to direct you to Apple Shop, appalsho dot O R G. Those folks will be able to make sure that goes to where it needs to go. With that being
3: taken care of, we pass the ball to Matt. Our final shout-out goes to, as always, Orlando Cologne. You know, Shad, we are trying so hard to get Orlando actually on the show, uh, but we can't. We can't make it happen. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. But we do have uh, his uh, non-unionized Canadian equivalent. (laughs) Well, Matt, that's a segue, isn't it? it? It's a segue.
2: (laughs) So, yes, um, you may have heard us say something to this effect in the past. We have used the phrase friend of the show, mm-hmm. and frequently when we use the phrase friend of the show, that's someone who's been on the show. But in this case, we've been using friend of the show preemptively. That tells you what kind of friend of the show this is. Our friend from north of the border, uh, Justin, is joining us for this episode. Justin, thank you for being here with us.
3: Justin. <laughs> Thank just thank like from the County. tundra he's like from the tundra and it's i think it's tundra. still like it's still like i think frozen up there like there's i think like 12 feet of snow on the ground
0: because <laughs> it's there
4: always... is very little snow and i live south of the boreal forest thank you it's not quite tundra
0: and they say i'm a little slow eh
4: i'm gonna try really hard not to curse and not to say <laughs> eh <"Hey." laughs>
2: You know, I am um, you're, right, you're right by Sudbury, aren't you, Justin? One of my favorite
4: we're near Sudbury. Oh, unfortunately.
0: So one of my favorite radio series is um Nightfall, which was a uh, which was a Canadian show, and it's usually okay, but some sometimes they go like full Canadian, they just like randomly like A and then I try not to laugh.
2: That was a uh, my mom's roommate from college was from Canada and they came to visit I was in high school. Oddly enough, I was in high school. No, I was in college, home visiting for the weekend because they asked me to come home for it. At the time, my brother and I were just playing the living fire out of NHL hits because it was violent and not complicated, and it had the fights in it and stuff. And, boy, they got the laugh out of that. But her husband said to me, he goes, you know how they named Canada? I said, no, how? He goes, they put all the letters in the hat, and they pulled them out, and they went, C-A-N-A-B-A. And I was like, it doesn't get any better than that. Thank you. That is an
4: amazingly bad joke. I have somehow never heard. That's incredible.
0: <laughs> it actually, you guys, it's, Minnesota sounds pretty similar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Don't you know? No, it, okay. We won't get in too far into that. Anyway,
3: I, Justin, thank you, I, you for joining us. Go ahead, Matt. Can I mention like a, mo- a more recent, like wrestling-related joke? I, I, I talked to Justin about this. Someone like recreated the uh, the All Out Punk Elite like, Brawl. Okay. I uh, they, like, animated it, or at least, like, they took, like, uh, like they did, like, a... a like, a, a picture of it, and it was in, like, South Park style. <laughs> uh, and the thing that I loved the most about it, like, I just... I love this so much. It's hilarious to me. Justin, and I don't think, appreciated it. It was... They had Kenny come in there, and yeah. Kenny was done in the the South Park Canadian style. It was, like, everyone else... it's <laughs> just <looks laughs> like a South Park character. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, the... the like the eyes, like the paper, <laughs>
4: you know, it's I have to
2: appreciate leaning yep. in on that joke.
4: Kenny went to visit the Prince of Canada. He put his hands in the pudding and Canada rejoiced. That's
2: true. That's very true. So, as I said, Justin, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here with us. Um, and what we we opted for tonight, because this has been kind of an off and on series that we've been looking at. But we haven't gotten a match yet, so we're gonna go to Justin's wrestling pet peeves. Justin, you being, you being, you know, so far north brings you with a different, uh, you know, a different perspective, uh, with a different, you know, you've had different experiences growing up, seen different things. Um, I'm sure, in some way or another, crowds are different, and and that sort of stuff than what, you know, someone like me would be used to. So we would love to hear what your wrestling pet peeves were. And well, uh, so why don't we just
0: start off? Are these well, in, ranked or in any particular can, order? Can I ask just uh, a quick question well, first?
4: Sure thing, Brad. What's um, up?
0: What did you grow up like? What was the promotion that you grew so, up with?
4: My literal first memory is sitting on my grandpa's lap watching wrestling. And... Because where we lived, we didn't have cable in the early 80s. It wasn't a thing. So we got Stampede, and we got the promotion out of Winnipeg that Jericho worked for. I can't remember the name of it, but it's been around a bazillion years. Hmm. Um, So I remember sitting on Grandpa's lap watching Stampede Wrestling. Um, So we had Stampede. We had that Winnipeg promotion. Then when cable came around, we got some WWF at the time um, if it was on, you know, a good station or whatever. Um but then once cable came in like I was all WWF. Like I got a bit of WCW for a while as a kid, but it was WWF all the way till the Monday night wars. Like I saw like the the WCW stuff with Sting Invader and with Cactus. Um but yeah, mostly I was just WWF. I was a huge well, Canadian, I grew up in Alberta. I freaking love Bret Hart. The man's my hero. Um but, uh, yeah, it was all, like like I said, Stampede and that Winnipeg promotion. You know, it's a you know, biker-looking and character, and his, his name was Easy Rider because he rode a motor- motorcycle. You know, great creative stuff there, but it's, you know, it was cool. You know, it was something to watch with Grandpa, and I absolutely just adore wrestling ever since. Cool. Well, so starting
2: that, what is your uh, what is your first pet peeve?
4: My first one, it, it, they're not in any order, but the first one really is the biggest one. Um, mm-hmm. You guys know, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I'm a crazy person. I take a buttload of pills just to be able to make it through a day as a regular human being. Um, so
0: Yeah, when, um, if you don't know, Justin messaged us after last week's show. was like, ha ha, amateurs in your singular medications.
4: <laughs> I did it. It it was kind of shameful of me, but they deserve it. Um, So the first one, really, it's the one that hits me the hardest. It's, you know, like wrestling fans in general kind of are jerks a lot of the times, but they Mm -hmm. get on Twitter and it gets worse. And like, the bullying of like Hannah and Kylie and Riho and Eddie, like, I I did a bit of like Googling to prep for this, and like 26% of Americans have some sort of a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you get these people who go on Twitter and they just like spew bullshit and hatred all over these people who literally like that's their job to entertain us. Yeah. They love entertaining us. That's what they wanted to do as children since, you know, they were children. And you have it to the point where they're getting so much abuse that like unfortunately in Hannah's case like she committed suicide which is you know like the absolute worst outcome there could be yeah but like reho has quit twitter like just from the abuse she gets you know eddie's quit twitter because of the abuse he gets and in solidarity with reho like kylie like gets all sorts of abuse like no they're they're sick people like they're trying to get through their lives like treat them with some dignity you know like they go out there to entertain you you don't crap all over them. like they have a bad match you know whatever sure that's one thing that like you know like oh go kill yourself or you're a horrible person or you know the horrible racist crap that reho gets sent like yeah yeah she, she
3: um i think on i think it was on ig like instagram i think she responded to some people and I, her response was kind of like oh i i didn't know i was like actually really there were people out there that really liked me it's like no, you should. You have like a lot, a lot of fans. And when she's on AEW programming, usually like ratings tend to increase, mm-hmm. and you, people actually have like a big reaction to her because she is, she is likable. She's like she has and that plucky underdog. And uh, she's
0: an attractive young woman in a sport that's severely lacked attractive young people for a long time because of she, WWE. She's she's
3: Ricky Steamboat esque in the sense that she is just perfect to be a babyface, and the fact that she is as well i want to say she's a smaller size i don't like that because like jim ross tends to mention that every single time she's on tv but yeah it's like yeah she's she's smaller she has like an underdog vibe to her and she's a really good worker which you would hope so because she's been doing it since she was like like what 12
0: yeah, 9 start early in early
3: yeah but like justin's exactly right especially with reho because she she will get all sorts of bad things and that's kind of that's also why, like, I'm really, really down on Jim Cornette nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
0: think he's. I think it's his um, Neanderthal fan base that drives I, a lot of they, the real stuff. Seem,
3: they seem to be the worst uh, because Jim uh, Cornette has made really bad comments before, which essentially insinuates that, uh, well, one, uh, Kenny Omega, who he has a personal vendetta against, that Kenny Omega is like basically a pedophile.
0: Yeah, he's he doing he fucking insinu- wrestling he,
3: matches with her like when she was really young, it's like, no,
0: they didn't wrestle disgusting. when she was young. That was a different girl. He wrestled.
3: Oh, it was a different one. Yeah, it wasn't me. Her. See, I, don't, I don't even know. That's but... a different girl named Briho. Yeah. He's kind of, uh, you know, he's made insinuations like that, and he just generally is like gross, kind he's, of um, like her and like people like Maki Ito. He's feeding are
0: basically a, fetish a fan. Objects. He's he's feeding his fan base, which has him. You can throw whatever is ism at them, and you'll probably hit on most of them.
2: It would not shock me, and it's really, really frightening. Okay, here's how bad you mentioned his Omega Vendetta, but here's how bad it is. I don't which which one's his co-host? Is it Conrad? Brian Lath. They did. They were talking about an AEW something, and Cornette said something nice about the Bucks. And he said, "Well, what about Omega?" And Cornett's like, "Yeah, whatever." He goes, "He goes, Kenny Omega could cure cancer, and you wouldn't find something nice to say about him, would you?" Oh no, and he Cornette called him out about answer. that
0: during the Brian Danielson verse. Um, oh okay, Omega match.
2: Yeah, and it's just like okay, that right there tells me pretty much like that that encapsulates the whole thing right there. But um, yeah. Well, if let me say, Matt does a great job with our Twitter, but if Twitter were to burn down tomorrow, I I really think the world would probably be a better place for it.
0: It would mm-hmm. be because people people to behave properly need the that thought in the back of their head that someone can punch them in the face if they misbehave.
3: Yeah, that's been kind of lost with our our culture mm-hmm. nowadays. It's like it's there's obviously there's a degree of anonymity with social media. But yeah, it's like you—you you maybe would correct your behavior a bit if you thought there actually is a very good chance that someone could actually just smack the shit out of you for talking off mm-hmm. the cuff. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of removed. And I, I get it if you're you gonna talk shit about a guy who's never gonna actually interact with you ever, like it, in a physical sense. Yeah, yeah. But
2: still, don't be that way. I mean, God, it—it's—it's it's depersonalization. It's the penny arcade internet dickhead theory. Just. I, encapsulated in one site, and Justin, you're absolutely right. People behave like that. I there's another podcast I listened to, and there was somebody who was on it. the 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 host of it, someone messaged him, just giving him hell about it. He said, "I tell you what, if you can prove to me," there he goes. Are you pretty much online all the time? And the guy's like, "Yeah." He goes, "If you can prove to me that you are outside doing other things." for the you know the majority of the day for 30 days I will send you $500. And the guy messaged him back and said I couldn't do it. He hmm. said then why are you giving people hell for actually going and doing stuff? Like that 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 right there tells me just a boatload. And you put it on Twitter where the cesspool it is that you get to wade through if you're not real careful.
0: Um, That's why yeah, I Touch absolutely. Grass is because touch grass has become such like a like a popular thing to throw at people
3: yeah and some people need to do that like literally yeah.
0: I mean I'm a little more usually my reaction has been like man you need to go touch a boob or something like just <laughs> like when was you know,
2: the last time you actually physically talked to another human being you know
4: just... and not even that like when was the last time we talked to another human being and just about something even remotely positive
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Pretty much, and
0: uh, it's just I don't I don't get it. Like life is life is hard enough without like being an Eeyore all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like when people
4: eor is fine. It's when people want to be like Peter Griffin and just be like this tremendous <laughs> douchebag, yeah. <piece> sc- <laughs> like just spewing bullshit on everybody they encounter, <sighs> like
2: i was I was searching for a um a toxicy or instead of a sad-y or analog. Thank you for grabbing that.
0: Uh, I just it's like when people were like at my job like are like, you don't watch the news. I'm like, I don't need to be depressed. I don't need to know about every fucking murder that happens in the city and every kid that dies like some horrible death, like it's fine, yeah, I work really. at an insurance company. I already see stuff every day
2: yeah yeah oh god that one's that
4: god that's a dark rabbit hole
1: uh,
4: <laughs> yeah i might have i should have maybe started with something a little uh lighter
0: i think we've, all right. I, have, I think we've all complained about um like the out like the wrestlers themselves or the fans themselves so far
3: yeah i hey, can i get back to one really quickly just the yeah. point I just forgot about this, but I, I'm only bringing it up because, like, this this has been going on uh, a lot lately, but it came up again, like, today because uh, mercedes uh the former Sasha Banks, like, she did, like, an Instagram post where she's like, oh, I want to move to Japan. And, like, and she showed another, like, uh, clip from, like, an Instagram reel where she was basically saying, like, it's showing, like, a Japanese language school. Like, mm mm-hmm. At learning the language, and she, like, posted it, like, implying, obviously, that she's going to try to learn Japanese. Uh, and it could all be fake, like, who knows? But she's obviously over doing stuff with Japan. There's rumors that she wants to try to, um, I guess, extend her contract with New Japan to do at least one more match with them, maybe more in the future. She seems to be enjoying her time over there. And it's, like, anytime she does something like that, and she, like, she, you always hear, like, oh, bet on yourself. Like, she has. She, she's bet on herself. She's putting in good matches like she's making herself a bigger star and doing what she wants to do and getting paid for it like quite mm-hmm. well. And there's always so many people online on Twitter is like, uh, whatever, she's not a star. Like, OK, why then why is she continuously being booked in like high profile matches and getting getting paid? that I think they said like she's getting paid higher than Jericho and Jericho at the time a few years ago was like the highest paid like non-Japan, non-New Japan star that they
4: were. Employee. I'm not even that. Like, if she came back to WWE, that person, you know, they'd be screaming like a fourteen-year-old girl when Jeff Hardy shows up. Like, oh yeah, yeah.
3: And here's the thing: I don't, I don't know that she's like ready to come back anytime soon. Which is another insinuation that go, oh, she's gonna come back. She'll be back for the end of the year. It's like really, I don't know that. But if she were to come back, it's like the people on Twitter and everything they don't understand if if Mercedes were to go back to WWE. Like, she would do it in a way that she wins. And by that, I mean, like, she's not going to go back unless they pay her what she's asking for, which is quite substantial. It's, like, higher than, you know, Charlotte Flair. They see, like, her Charlotte Flair is like, oh, she's the big star. It's like, really? Like, she she had, like, a media match, and then she, like, fucked off doing whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I will say, though, Vince does like – Vince is treated and paid – the couple of guys that have bet on themselves and gone and done it on their own and come back, like drew McIntyre and um Cody.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Vince seems to appreciate that. and the the Sasha thing seems like a triple h thing. Like it's the same thing that's happened during the triple h thing repeatedly where he kept telling people they're not stars. Like i Vince would never do that to someone, in my opinion because Vince no, because Vince. Vince wouldn't do that because then Vince loses the Vince. Vince loses the con. If he that's where he's smarter than Triple H. Vince understands like the con and you don't tell someone they're not a star because it it breaks the con.
2: Yeah. If if Vince were to say, oh, you know, you don't know what you're doing, then he can't convince you to do other stuff because now you quit listening to him. Yeah. Um. So. The 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 line of thought just blows my mind of the um you know Vince
0: wants you to She's not
2: a draw without Triple H like dude these are the same people that call Japan the Indies and it's like
0: what the hell
2: are Mm -hmm. you doing?
0: And and her her big run in NXT, the one where her and Bailey like did really well was Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Like so Triple H didn't even touch that, he just stole credit for it.
2: So, okay. Well, let's go on to one we'll have a little more fun with then, Justin. What's yeah, your
4: next one the on the list? Yeah, second one I think is a little more fun. It's, uh, like, man, do I hate the flying nothing. Oh, my God. Like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, like, some people, like, oh, they just stand there when they're doing dives to catch the guy. Like, I don't care. But, like, if you're going to jump off the top rope and get countered, mm-hmm. like, at least look like you're doing something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I can I add in Jay Lethal's lethal injection where you just have to stand there like a dipshit looking oh my at him? Oh God, <laughs> do I
4: hate that! I hate it when he does it. I hate it when Ricochet does it. It's just it's like the worst finish.
0: I think Orange did it really well though. They did. There's one where he did actually. It looked good because the guy kind of stood like it, the way kinda they did. Kind of
4: stumbled it. into it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But there's a lot of times where the guy's just standing there and it's like, oh good, like you've had ten seconds to— dodge
3: yeah i i i do hate that when they're just like waiting around uh and eventually i need to do my pet peeves but one of uh, kind of one of mine is like when somebody is going to especially multi-man matches like trios matches or something else it's like guy they're guys outside the ring and they just like stand around because it's like okay it's gonna be a big spot one of the rest is gonna come over the top rope or outside Uh, into the ring it's like let me stand around for like 10 seconds
4: going to do that at least do the thing where you like your opponent holds the guy or your partner holds the guy up for you to dive on Mm -hmm. like at least then it looks like you're doing something
2: just grab each other and throw punches they don't have to be particularly good ones no one's looking at you when the guy's coming and then when he comes over the top you can see him coming and be ready for it but don't just stand there like i'm standing here because this is the next spot Right. That That's the kind of slack jaw yokel thing that you had to work out of people in training. It's like, no, 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 no. If I'm going to come off with a shoulder block, you better stumble into position for it. Don't just stand there and watch me come at you because now your gimmick is dumbass McGee or whatever.
0: I do appreciate <clears throat> Samoa Joe just like stepping out of the way when uh, <laughs> so. uh, the
4: Joe walk away is always
2: incredible. I love that spot. The flying nothing, though, I, I get what you're saying, because the worst defender for me was um, the walking felony, Alberto Del Rio, hmm. because th- he was the worst at it. He was so blatant. He'd be like, OK, here I am. And he would just kind of jump and land on his feet and then lean into someone's foot who's up or something like that. and. Look, I, I I'm not gonna say that I was great about it, but one of my big spots was a flying tomahawk chop. So I've at least got my arms out like I'm coming down for something, and so if you hit me with it when I get there, I don't look like I was just hopping down off the rope. It, it's it breaks the immersion, or the I, I think the five dollar word is verisimilitude. Like, come on, man, make this you're taking away from the match by being lazy, I guess.
0: I'm kind yeah. of okay with it. Like if they're on top of a cage, because <laughs> then you're probably just kind of like, well, shit, like, I don't know even how to go about like stopping them from trying something. Uh,
4: kind of. What were you going to say, Justin? I was going to say, I kind of have a two B on this one too. It's mm-hmm. like just in general, loose holds, like, The rock sharpshooter and seen as stf like they're just they're so horrible
2: yeah yeah uh
4: you know like don't (laughs) don't bend the guy in half and snap his spine or anything but at least you know like in the rocks case like make it look like you're doing something than just crossing your crossing his legs and screaming
0: rock just looked like he was trying to take a dump on them
2: Well, that would, be, would have been fitting for the
4: attitude. I Eric. mean,
0: Robert Robert Gibson approves, but
4: <laughs> for a guy who has like so much good stuff to say about Bret Hart, like the rocks are shit all over his finish. He's just
2: not good at it. it. But he needed something else to use. Did, well, he, was he started using it as the as kind of a, a Montreal Screwjob reference, though, didn't he?
0: I think he was just giving the tribute to the real uh, creator of the sharpshooter, Conan. <laughs> God. Right. Which, but speaking of that though, like talk about someone who doesn't look like he has a single move that even hurts, like Conan.
4: I. I mean the Tequila Sunrise kind of looks like it hurts.
2: Maybe. I mean, it's a single leg crab with a with him forcibly with him sexually assaulting you by making you feel as junk. (laughs) But the, uh, I don't know. Cena's STF bothered me a lot because like what you said, if you're going to do that move, and I'm not saying that you've got to S hook your hands across their face. Like Danielson does. If you're wanting to have that, that, that image where, It's got your face applying it and the guy's face taking it. That's fine. But do not let me see daylight between your wrists and his head. Like, you are now just telling me that I'm not actually applying it. I'm just holding my arms here. And he is holding his head here. And it's like, for God's sake, could you just pull your arms up a little? Like, it's so easy to fix. But... I don't know. I Apparently Cena went through a phase where nobody could tell him anything. And hence the DDT on the floor thing. I guess.
4: Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah.
2: That even he admitted was a bad idea right after the match.
4: Uh, you know, when you bury, what, like six people? <laughs> yeah. Like even Triple H was probably jealous.
0: <laughs> I mean, in fairness... <laughs> In fairness to Cena, he he at least learned from that, and he never really (coughs) ever did that again, where, you know, Triple H pretty much failed every WrestleMania program through, like, the 10s.
4: Oh, I'm pretty sure he just sits at home and polishes a shovel.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm still pissed off about the Sting thing.
4: Yeah.
3: The Sting thing, to me, is, like, unforgivable, just because, like, I mean, Chad's in the same position as I am. Mm, it, that did not need to happen. That was
2: just that was Vince jerking off on TV. Is that, what was, that was
0: no one wanted to see that except for Triple H.
2: Yeah. The um. So the uh you you said that about Triple H being jealous. I just had this image of him watching it on the monitor backstage and seeing he takes the DDT on the floor and then gets up and wins the match and Triple H is stand there and he like kind of kicks at the ground. and he goes, I never buried anybody like that. <laughs> bury someone like that.
0: Only to you know, bury five with a spirit squad. <laughs> Pout.
4: The fact that Dolph even managed to have the career he did after <sighs> that is a testament to Dolph.
0: He's yeah. He's the only one that survived that. I mean, I guess Ken. Dijkstra. Yeah. Dwayne uh, Dykstra, whichever. Kind of survived for a while, and then like Jeter didn't even wrestle until like a Chikara thing, like five years ago. Yeah. After that. <clears throat>
2: um it's a That was really unfortunate. Okay. I didn't hate the spirit squad gimmick. I was actually really amused by it. And the the finish they did where all six of them would throw you in the air and you take that super high bump off of it. That amused me too. I didn't have a problem with that. They should have done what the
0: I... anthill. That's my favorite <laughs> like triple team move. <clears throat>
2: What, yeah, if they had done, like, a, a human pyramid and then one guy did a splash off the top yeah,
0: of it. Yeah. Do you know what the Ant Hill is, Justin? Have you seen it? In uh, yeah, I've
4: seen that. Because okay. best friends do it sometimes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. Because yeah. Orange... So, fun fact, if anyone's listening to this, so, the the iconic version of the colony is Soldier Ant and Fire Ant, which is essentially Orange Cassidy and Drew Gulak. It's tag-teaming. It's amazing. And then... um. Green ant slash silver ant was um, Tracy Williams.
2: Huh. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. But yes, I agree with it. it. It always bothered me seeing people do that. And so when I was working, if I was putting a hold on, I was not trying. What I did was I took the responsibility on me. Because I've got a picture somewhere of me cross-facing Alex Angel. If you look at that, I've got my hands hooked. I'm pulling back. There's not a lot of muscle definition on my arms, but you can see how they're tightened up. And his head is back. But here's the thing. Whenever I applied it, I leaned back enough that I was making contact and, and you know, making the look. But I was not, like, throttling on him because – Damn it! You know we're we're not trying to kill each other, right?
4: You're working together. It's not like he's yeah, your little brother yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so you know that's me. You know it's not hard to do. It bothers me when when people are are so bad at that. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That one's.
0: I I also hate like as a as an aside to that too, and not looking like it hurts, but then just putting the hold on and then like, well, we're just going to sit here on our asses for three minutes and not do anything.
4: You got to make it look like something. You can't like, yes, a rest hold. And I hate that phrase. I really do. But like, you know, they got to catch their breath sometime and that's fair. But like, least looks like you're doing something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cause that's what I appreciated when we watched the Eddie Kingston and Mike Quackenbush thing. Otherwise all of Mike's stuff looked good, but he changed the visual up every couple of minutes. Mm Mhm. and um that's what i hate about orton like orton just lays there
4: with that bad chin lock yes
0: yeah because even if you crank on it a little bit i mean that's something but i mean the opponent needs to fight too i just hate when guys like lay there it's like well i'm just gonna lay here until
4: i'll just lay here and let you choke me
0: yeah because, like, you know, then there's little things you can do, like, just, like, grab at the guy's face, like, push on, a, you know, push on his chin, like, grab at his arm. Um, There's all sorts of things you can do. Bite them. Or just,
2: or, you know, just kind of kick your feet a bit. If you're laying there and you're getting throttled on, put your hands up on their arm and kick your feet a little bit and be like...
0: Oh, or, ah. you, I mean, you have to emote to do this, but I've seen guys do it, too, where they get in a hold... And they're not doing anything, but the way they kind of, like, position themselves and, like, the look that they have, like, of what you can see of their face, you can tell they're kind of, like, thinking. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they're kind of calculating, and then they start, like, doing something. But, like, even doing that's better than nothing.
2: Yeah. I mean, just do do something. Please, for God's sake. Something. Anyway, um... Yeah, I'm. For God's sake, lean into it a little bit. It's. it's don't be a it's, dead fish. Yeah, don't like be, be a say, dead. You're
4: fish. not a 50s housewife. Move around yes. a little. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, what's the other? It's the equivalent of someone who's you can see daylight from their punches. It's like, okay, it is way, way too obvious. Like, please make contact. It's the same thing. So, yeah,
4: that that's
0: uh, a stinker, too. So what do we got next on the list, Justin?
4: All right. Number three is uh, it's kind of a two-parter, but it's the same kind of general idea is, you know, screaming announcers and bad audio on indie, sh- uh, indie shows, especially. But, like, you know, like Michael Cole, like, I know it's okay. a Vince McMahon thing. But I don't need Michael Cole. Like, I haven't watched WWE in years, but, you know, I don't need him screaming at me for a three hour raw about everything that's going on. You know, same with GCW. Like, I like GCW. Like, I'm not a big fan of all the deathmatch stuff all the time, but, you know, like, I like Bussy. I like, you know, Cole Radrick. I like, you know, uh, I hate Cole, and
0: his potato body. I just want to smack him
4: his potato body does it, it is something that bugs me but like i can see the man has talent i so just like, he
0: fucking uh, cool radrick oh,
4: okay he looks like a I, fucking
0: mr potato head and he, it just enrages <laughs> me when i see him and he wears like the dumpiest fucking <laughs> oh, he tight. wears
4: the worst gear possible yeah. and it's gotta be on purpose
0: oh he doesn't he does, it, it like it has to he just it, it he enrages me just on sight
4: <clears throat> awesome oh wow. But, yeah, like, GCW, like, I don't need Dave Prezak and Kevin Gill, like, screaming into their really bad mics. Like, I've I've heard them blow out mics before for a few seconds. I,
0: I don't know why Prasak still stuff. does it. Like, he's...
4: Yeah, he's been doing it for, like, 25 years, and he's never going to change, obviously. I mean,
0: I know he's a little bit of an ADHD-like, you know, guy, but, man, like and he's worked with like legit like professionals too like i don't i don't get it with him he's like what got like 20 something years now yeah it's like he just wants to be
4: like a weird clone of joey styles
0: he only behaves when Veda scots around Hmm. with that's another reason
4: i like Veda then
0: I, she's amazing if you if you, people because there's been people that are like i don't get the veda scott thing i'm like go to a show where she, like a live show where she's managing someone and you want to stab her like that's how effective she is
4: i mean the first time i saw veda was literally my wife going who's the girl in the miniskirt with the ass and then i had to pay attention
0: well yeah <laughs> it's just as nice in person too
4: but yeah like and along that like I love PWG, but there were so many times they'd, you know, on the DVDs, they'd be like, oh, you know, so-and-so's in the ring cutting a promo, and you can't understand a word they're saying.
0: Oh, I know. Old Ring of Honor is terrible for that. Yeah. I, I, I'm I more forgiving of it back then because, like, the DVD thing is kind of, uh, you know, a new thing. But when you see a company doing it now, it's like there is no excuse. Like, you can have that set up for a couple hundred dollars now.
2: Yeah it's a lot easier. Hell, there's there's a a group I'm a part of now that has a community stream thing and they all they will give you tell you the software setup to do so you don't do that sort of stuff. Like it's it's not It's not really that complicated if you're willing to talk to someone who knows what they're talking
0: about. It's the equal of when someone has a podcast and they have terrible audio quality. It's like, there is no excuse. Like, I don't think any of us are on more than, like, a $70 mic on this show, and it sounds fine. Like, it's it's the same thing with an indie show. There's no excuse for bad audio.
2: (laughs) I was going to go back to the announcer thing you mentioned, Justin, and it, it draws to mind something for me. Part of why, and I understand that that some people got tired of it, but part of why I liked Morrow Ronello, was Morrow did not go to a hundred and stay there all the time. Morrow would build to it,
4: and then yeah. he does like, have I, the
2: big moments. Sorry. I, okay. I,
4: yeah, I like Morrow. Like he's great, like, especially you know Canadian guy with bipolar who got to do what he does. Like that's incredible as you know somebody with bipolar. But you know like, he do, he does get annoying at times. But yeah, you're right. He's really good at bringing. It really really high and then mellowing back down yeah
0: i feel like towards the end of his nxt run he was losing that filter and i was starting to get annoyed by him constantly
4: I, I that's where
3: i'm at like i kind of got i kind of felt he got his successes kind of got the better yeah, of things it's like mama mia it's like okay i i don't they, I, i'm tired of hearing that yeah
0: because there was a, there was a time i agree with that but like towards the end it was like jesus christ dude we're 40 minutes in. Stop screaming. And like stop Hot. dragging the other announcers down with you. And the worst is when they had like Beth Phoenix and um, I think Lita on together and they sounded like really similar. It's like I don't even know who's talking at this point.
2: That's that's a very good point is that, you know, the the fact that uh, you have them on there and I couldn't I couldn't tell who was who, who which which one who's talking right now. But I on the Morrow thing. I mean, we were at a point where, I mean, Vince was still calling shots on it, so uh, it would not have surprised me if, if Mara was getting that in his ear. Keep doing this. Keep doing the mama mia. Th- I love that. Keep doing it. It's good shit.
4: Um, that was kind but, of my thought on it, too, was it was yeah. a Vince thing.
2: Uh, Vince seems to like to flanderize stuff. and yeah. On the same vein of announcers, you you tap on something that's not a a huge complaint, but one that did bother me about how Vince likes announcing to be. I can't can't remember who he said it to, but someone said, Vince told me, don't call the moves. People are watching the show. They'll see the moves. Don't call the moves. Don't do that. And it's like, so when I'm watching baseball, I don't want to hear the announcers call what's happening on the field. If I'm watching a basketball game, I don't want to hear hear the announcers talking you know you know 20 footer beyond the three arc or something like that it, why i i don't want to hear oh what a maneuver again because that that it's an empty meaningless phrase i would rather i would rather hear excalibur 11 times out of 10 being like hey that's that's the the who's he wants he's quarterly cute kind of thing it's like okay He knows what he's talking about. I think – I still think some of the names are dumb. It's not a question mark kick. It's a faint roundhouse, but I would rather hear that every time.
0: I I would um, rather hear
2: announcers doing announcer stuff.
0: I I tend to agree with you, except I do hate, like, when it's, like, a big dramatic moment and they're busting off, like, the super technical term. And it kind of takes you out of it sometimes because sometimes – it is nice if they stop calling moves like when it's getting really dramatic because you know that it kind of gives you the illusion that they're into it. Mm-hmm. But like when they're um when they're kind of like keeping that in the big moments, it's kind of just like eh, you're kind of taking me out of it. Because like I'll tell you, some of my favorite announcers, the New Japan announcers, and I don't understand a word they say. <laughs> because See,
4: and that's, like I can't get into. <laughs> japanese wrestling and joshi because if i can't understand the commentary i don't i can't connect as well like i know like i know they're good matches and you know i can enjoy them but it's just not the same without being able to hear it you know what i mean
0: most of stardom now if you get if you get the streaming service the most of the promos are now subtitled so you can see what they're saying. A lot of the shows don't have commentary, and most of the big shows have English commentary. Same with New Japan. Most of the big shows have English commentary. I just stick to the Japanese because um, that's what I'm used to. And you know, even though I can't understand them, like when the match is getting like really like hitting its climax, and that the guys are getting really excited, and then they start yelling, like it really. It really adds to it, even though you don't understand what they're saying. Um, but that's just me. And I, I got into it like when I had to sit there when it was a new promotion with match listings and figure out who was who back in the early 2000s. So, but I understand like the language barrier part. It's, it can be difficult. Oh, and I love and the I... CMLL CML, announcer too.
2: <laughs> Matt, I thought I heard you getting ready to say something. Uh, no, I was okay. Okay, it, it's I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Justin. It's just I I know, I know New Japan stuff's good, but that's a really big hurdle for me to get over. And
0: you would like it though. It's with its <clears> focus on sport.
2: Yeah, I probably would. It's just I don't know it. How can I best put? It feels like something that's going to take more investment than. I I have to put into it right now
0: if it that makes probably sense. honestly um but now, uh, I I do want to add to this though going to the WWE announcers when cuz this this is the first year I've actually watched any amount of WWE past like a passing thing and my first like big takeaway from watching more than like 60 seconds of a WWE show was huh I kind of like the AEW announcers better because they at least pretend to like each other.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I saw someone uh, just comment on Twitter uh, for Raw because I, I, don't, I don't watch Raw anymore. But someone was commenting about because they were watching Raw. And it's like the announcers just sound miserable. And yeah. they probably were. Like they probably were. It's just like Vince is back. And just probably screaming in their ears to well, get over catchphrases and other things like that. Yeah,
0: it's like a three-hour slog. Like, I mean, when you listen to old, like, superstars or wrestling challenges, you can tell when, like, Gorilla and Bobby are in hour four because they're trying to pop each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like we said earlier, Vince seems to flanderize stuff, and I don't enjoy that. And then we have... The insistence on the same catchphrases all the time. I, I, I refrained from making my joke at Brad's expense earlier.
0: I will stab you, and I won't regret <laughs> it if you say "boss time" right now. <laughs> it like but, it just it just enrages me because he ruins everything.
2: And I am I am really really serious um, that. It is a, you know, that's a Vince in your ear thing. And it could, and we saw it in Beyond the Mat. He's feeding lines to Jerry Lawler, of all people. And it is.
0: Ross has a it, good story about that, actually. Oh, yeah, because it was on Austin's, I think, like Vince is like, say it, say it. And Ross didn't say it. And he gets back there and Vince is like, why didn't you say it? And he's like, I didn't want to. He's like, well, I'm glad you didn't.
2: Right. Uh, I don't – the WWE announcers – look, I've said this before. I'll say it again. If that's what you enjoy, that's fine. Don't be a fed pill about it, but if that's what you enjoy, that's what you can enjoy. But to me, their product is is cornflakes in a really good box. It is bland but really shiny on the outside, and you get into it, and – Yes, there's good stuff there. There are lots of good people on the roster that can do lots of good stuff, but it just holds no draw for me.
0: I actually don't even think their production values are that good anymore.
2: I'm trying to draw a good comparison. I'm reaching for something.
0: Oh, I just meant in general, like, I think New Japan has had better production values for a decade just because they do something different. And AEW, like, not having. I think someone just posted, like, a comparison and asked on Twitter, was Raw versus AEW, and AEW looks so much better because they don't have that, like, monochrome hue over everything.
2: Okay, you're right about the production, and I can sum it up in one thing. Edge's return at the Rumble.
0: I thought you were going to do AJ Styles.
2: Same thing, but Edge's return at the rumble gives you two examples instead of just the one. Like AJ, you're you're absolutely right. Let's get Roman's reaction instead of what's on the you know what's getting ready to happen that everybody's reacting to. Edge walks out. Yes, Edge walks out, and they cut away the moment he walks out there. They're on a crowd shot instead of on him when he walks out. And they went through all the trouble of picking the right person to take his first spear back once he gets back in the ring. He gets – like, look, I'm not even a WWE guy anymore, but I'm watching this because I feel like I should at least be up to date on on big stuff that was happening, or I did at the time. And Edge comes out, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And it, I could see it on his face how much it meant to him, and it's tugging at my heartstrings because I'm like, I identify with this. And they went through and they picked the right guy to make sure they had him in the ring, the right guy to feed into the spear that would take it just right to make it look fantastic. And sons of bitches cut away right whenever he's going to do the damn move.
0: Remember there was that Jeff Jarrett angle where he, like, jumped the Usos and they completely, like, missed what happened because they were yeah. doing their, like, shaky cam yeah. stuff? Yeah. I mean, AJ Styles
2: at the Rumble is walking out there. They're on Roman for the reaction shot, and they miss why everybody starts cheering. Also, incidentally, they turned the crowd down for that because there is crowd footage of AJ walking out, and the like. It, it blows the mic out on the phone the guy's holding. It sounds like a mild cheer on the Rumble playback, but people are going ballistic for AJ Styles in that moment. Yes, Brad, you're correct. Their production has dropped off, and it has turned to crap it, because if for no other reason than this damn we've got to cut to a reaction shot for every damn thing that
0: happens. And um, it's also to go with bad audio too. When they when they have to take out a licensed song on old like network footage, and they like uh... chainsaw that in, and like all the audio goes like all over the place, and you can just tell they had to change it because the announcers and the crowd go super low, and this super overpowering um, song comes in. Because there's been a couple times like where it's been like a typical WCW like production script we've had to be like well was that like WCW being WCW or was that like a network yeah mess up
2: <laughs> I, I haven't gone back to look but I, and I don't remember which mania it was that Taker came out to um, Johnny Cash's Ain't No Grave um, it would not and you, you're describing this and the thing that goes through my head is if I went back to watch it would they have kept up the license for that song or would it have started playing and then you just hear you've done it now you've got a oh, oh, uh, bell do the bell instead no not that one not the not the biker taker like is that what we would get or sorry weird thing that ran through my head while we were talking
0: they, they pick really weird stuff Or you know <laughs> you never know with demolition if if they're on good speaking terms with acts at the time <laughs> with rick derringer <laughs> Well, problem there is, um, Bill Edie owns all the demolition stuff.
2: Oh, that's true. He does. I forgot
4: that for a second. That's interesting to know.
2: Yeah, and then, but like I said, you know, the the Rick Derringer part of it always cracks me up too.
4: Um,
2: but anyway, sorry, we got kind of a field from announcers and sound
4: quality there, but
0: that's I'm always up for shitting on Michael (laughs) (laughs) Cole.
4: Yeah, like the worst thing is Michael Cole isn't horrible. <laughs> like that British tournament they did with what, like Tyler Bate one, I think.
1: Yeah, where, that
4: was, he was decent. Where on Michael that. Cole did commentary without Vince there. He was really good. Like he called the moves, he told the stories. You know, he didn't speak with forty different corporate synergy buzzword
1: crap out of
4: his yeah. mouth.
0: And he didn't have Corey Graves there dragging him down with his stupidity.
2: We didn't have to hear about how the WWE universe is cons- concerned about one of the superstars being at a local medical facility after taking a devastating maneuver or something like that.
0: I remember when they were pushing that like weird, like, um, fake YouTube thing like for oh uh, Vine. No, it wasn't Vine. It no, was not Vine. Um. Oh, I don't remember what was called now. That's that's one thing, though. I mean, just because the announcers have to talk about it like I hate I literally hate when wrestling uses social media in any context of like the show, if it's in promos or if like announcers are talking about social media like I hate it. It just
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just takes me right out of it.
2: Make sure you use the hashtag on Twitter. Shucky, ducky, quack, quack, top five. Oh God,
0: <laughs> why are you going to call Booker out like that, man?
2: Again, I'm convinced that's Vince in his ear. Like, I I didn't watch much in the non-Vince era, but from what the little bits that I saw, man, the commentary was way easier to deal with. Like, it was not near as as whatever. So, but it's a... You take the good, you take the bad.
0: It was was pretty bad.
2: There you have
4: the facts of life.
2: There it is, thank
0: you. It was pretty bad during that Mountain Dew match
2: everything was bad about that
0: oh god I
4: I will prefer the Mountain Dew thing versus a man and his son having this horrible year long blood feud and it is sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch
0: that was so stupid (laughs) at least like at least like try to drown him in a bowl of like Cinnamon Toast Crunch (laughs) like
4: you know, I bought a box of that a couple of weeks ago, and they have changed <laughs> it, and it is horrible now. Like, they should have drowned Dominic in that crap.
0: So yeah. I um, I don't like it because I got food poisoning once, and I ate that, like, right before I puked, and that does not taste good coming up the second time, let me tell you.
2: Yeah. Here, Justin, I'm going to make a joke just, just on your behalf. Oh, Lord. If it had been, oops, all crunch berries, would that have fit better for you? <laughs>
4: You know, we don't, I don't even think we have Crunch Berries in Canada. Yeah. You don't that's, have Crunch Berries? That, no. No, we have Captain Crunch, but I don't think we have Crunch
2: Berries. Yeah, that's a K. Trevor Wilson bit, is that the only, at least at the time he did it, the only Captain Crunch they have in Canada is Captain Crunch. They don't have Peanut Butter, Captain Crunch. They don't have, there's like four kinds, and then the Oops All Crunch Berries, which struck upon this weird, weird economic embargo thing. It's like, you have enough Crunch Berries... To have boxes of just Crunch berries, but not enough to export them to other countries. Do you don't is, even get
4: Christmas that? Crunch? No, I mean I don't eat Captain Crunch because it's kind of like chewing on rocks and glass. <laughs> but uh, no, like
0: I don't think I've ever I, seen
4: like, anything besides just
3: regular. You mean are yeah, miss,
0: you, you, missing? Who doesn't that.
3: enjoy good like uh, bloody gums from eating cereal <laughs> <I laughs> product?
0: I mean, cutting the roof of my mouth open on a on a Captain Crunch like thing like takes me right back to childhood.
3: Your uh, your midwestern is showing the roof of your
2: house. <laughs> That's actually a Monkey Island joke. Like it's it's Admiral. It's uh what was it? Admiral Crispy. I love the way it destroys the roof of my
4: mouth.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that was a midwestern thing.
4: Roof. Yeah, oh, yeah. When you guys say roof? No, it's roof. Roof. Yes. Wow. Well, whatever.
2: If you say it too fast, it sounds r- like it goes from roof to roof, but at least around, it's always been a roof down here.
0: I da- so. I'm I'm fine with it, except when people say Warsh, that makes me want to just smack someone with a.
3: Oh, that's uh, that's like a four. Baltimore type of thing.
0: It's like, oh, hey, yeah, I gotta go
2: Warsh my car. It's oh, like they
0: what? They say it up here. That's an Appalachia thing too. It
2: is an Appalachia thing. Oh, yeah.
0: it's ta- that's that's the worst of, that's the worst crime of like all of them to me. Is if they say that, I just I, I it. So it's like nails the- on a chalkboard to me.
2: Do you want me to screw with you about the Appalachian accent for a second?
0: Sure.
2: Because of the relative isolation that that population lived in for so long until basically the 60s and the war on poverty thing and all that kind of stuff. Because of that, the Appalachian accent is the closest accent that exists to what they spoke in Independence Hall debating the Declaration of Independence, which means George Washington might have been like, boys – I'd, I'd sit here and talk with you some more, but I gotta go wash my clothes and be ready for tomorrow. I'll catch y'all later. Something, not those words, but, you know.
0: You're making me think of Foghorn Leghorn.
2: <laughs> now, son, now, son, that's different. That's different, son. That boy's
3: about to shop as a sack of wet mice.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. I like that she's nuttier than a fruitcake, I think, is one of his.
3: <laughs> oh, man.
2: Okay. Oh, I guess we ought to get on to the next pet peeve while we're at
4: it, shouldn't we? Yes. Before we ramble on again. All right. Mm. Number four is, uh, it's been kind of fixed lately. Um, I actually had a bit of a Reddit discussion about this today. Somebody was whining. Um, the lack of shows in Western Canada. Like, Edmonton alone has three indies that sell out. Every show, or, you know, near sellout, every show they do. Calgary has dungeon wrestling, you know, with Brett and his kids. There's Winnipeg Pro Wrestling. There's uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling in Vancouver and, like, ten other independents. Like, obviously, wrestling does well here.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But we can't get a show. Like, AEW is finally doing a tour of Western Canada, which is what the Reddit thing was about. Somebody was like, well, why aren't they coming to Toronto? Because you just had a freaking pay per view. Like you're getting Forbidden Door. Like yeah, please I mean, get let us have a show.
0: My I mean, my um impression of Toronto is they think Canada begins and ends in Toronto. So that well yeah I mean me.
4: Toronto thinks they're the greatest thing in Canada, and realistically everybody else in Canada thinks that Toronto is Canada's asshole.
0: <laughs> it's a fair assessment dealing. It's with It's right there by, by the water, fans. isn't
4: it? Yeah, exactly. It's right by the water. They're full of shit. I mean, it makes sense.
2: <laughs> hey, Justin, you remember who we can thank for more of those Canada shows?
4: Oh, ooh, man. Ooh. Again, like, I want, like, I, 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 don't want to say I hate him because I don't hate him. I try not to hate anybody. But, but, like, I hold a grudge against him for what he did to Raven. Like, and I shouldn't. It was, like, 20 years ago. But, like, he screwed Raven over so hard. Mm-hmm. Like again, like Triple H would have looked at that and gone like, "Wow, shit, I can learn some things from Jeff Jarrett." <laughs> hmm.
0: They they kind of did that in Columbus for a while. Um WWE would come through, but like Barry no one Raven? No, like no one else would come through and then like NXT did like the first show here. And it drew really well. And then like, the, like the, the years after, like everyone was coming through, like Ring of Honor was coming through like three times a year. Like Chikara came by and it was just like, OK, guys, like you could have been doing this for the last five years. Um, but well,
2: WWE didn't do anything in Kentucky for at least a decade that wasn't an untelevised house show. They would come through and do like, oh, superstars or whatever, we're going to be here. And all these names are listed, card subject to change, because they're not going to come here because it's a Tao show. And then AEW's like, hey, we came, we're came, we going to come do a show here. And they had a fantastic crowd. They got lots of reaction. It was the, uh, the Jay White Memorial Show. It, they blew the roof off the place. And all of a sudden, WWE's like, we want to come do Raw and SmackDown there. We we not want to also. Can we come back and – it's like, gee, you think there might be some underserved markets you could go talk to? Well,
4: yeah, and I mean, like, I know COVID probably played somewhat of a part, but, like, there wasn't a single match of the Owen Hart tournament that took place in Canada.
3: Yeah, yeah that
4: that's stupid. a bad one.
2: That's, that's yeah. fair. That's entirely fair.
4: Like, didn't it didn't have to be Calgary. Didn't it didn't have to be Alberta. It could have been Toronto, right? But, like, it's the Owen Hart tournament, you know, it's the hearts. We, mm-hmm. wrestling in Canada is the hearts and like nope not a single thing and they,
1: then,
0: you they know, really, even worse
4: they've totally ignored it since
0: they've um, really struggled with that because there was like until last summer they were just like nope we're gonna run Chicago like twice a month and you Gosh. know Philadelphia and New York can have the rest and you know maybe we'll go to Cincinnati or like
2: That's because Mox told St. Louis
0: every now and then that's why I think Jarrett's been really smart for them though is because they branched out and they're doing these markets that are underserved by WWE and I really love that their their strategy with the house shows is brilliant because they're going to like smaller towns that would not see wrestling you haven't
2: yeah you haven't seen that sort of stuff since like early 90s WCW.
3: I'm sorry, they, Matt. Go ahead. They're doing a, they're doing one of those house shows uh, on a Saturday night in I think in I think in May. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what date, but they're, it's in Salem, Virginia, which is like at least like maybe like four hours away. So it's not something that I'm probably gonna be going to at all. Like, but that sounds like something I would really actually would love to do. Mm-hmm. Sounds oh, sounds fun. At the
4: East Coaster, I don't want to drive four hours for wrestling.
3: <laughs> no, I got I got two small kids. I can't <laughs> I can't go. That is a big ask.
4: But
2: um, I I do love that they're doing that in smaller venues. That's that just gets people more excited about your product. And that's what they hired Jarrett for. That's explicitly why. And I'm I'm convinced that Jarrett was like, yeah, I can do that. Can I be on TV, too? I really want to. I'd really like to do that. And I'm convinced Tony's like. Yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, again, though, the the man took more finishes than Corny's fat, ugly wife, and, like, he still beat Raven, and it
2: bothers me. Oh, no, no, I, I get you, especially, like, Brad made a good point that in that time period, with TNA being what it was, he felt very hesitant to put the belt on somebody that WWE might snatch up Raven was not one of those people. Raven was in a lawsuit against that company. He is persona non grata in that company. He would have been a safe person to put it on.
4: Yeah, he flat out told WWE he didn't want, you know, the 90 day, you know, clause or whatever that they would pay him for. He just wanted to go work again. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't ever going back.
2: No, no. Well, I mean, you sue the company, it's not likely you're going back. <clears throat> but it sounds, Chad. What sound would that be, Matt?
1: Ah! <laughs> re-woo, re-woo.
2: <laughs> yes, your rendition is better than mine. i starting to regret sending Matt all that candy I sent him. <laughs> Matt, your mouth foley is better than mine, Yes. <clears throat>
3: But um, he, I, look, I, I do think that it's really like paying dividends. Like, he does seem to be like expanding uh, their, them trying to get into different venues. Cause yeah, it was like, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, let's run to Chicago for like the 50th time this year. And it's only March. Uh, no, no. Like, no. you, you need to like expand that. They've, they've been trying to do more West Coast stuff, which is actually a good idea because, you know, the Bucks. Have a big following in the West Coast. because they're they're from the West Coast, but uh, and I think it's good. Like we, the All In show that they're promoting, like I think that it's looking very promising. Um, 50, but beyond that,
0: thousand reservations for pre-sale so far, I think.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but just in general, I don't know if you saw this like in wrestling media, wrestling journalist, air quote journalist, but they're they're saying that Jeff Jarrett did an interview and he's like. Oh, it's going to be like a big uh, summer for Canada. So I think that they're about to run like a bunch of Canadian shows or big shows over there, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, why th- why don't you? Like that's the whole market that you can absolutely tap.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know they've announced shows for Edmonton, which is the one I'm going to, Calgary, which is just a house show at the Stampede, and they're charging a ridiculous amount of money for it. Um, one in Saskatoon, one in Regina, which is rumored to be the debut of the new Saturday show, and another show in Winnipeg, I think.
2: They're not debuting the new Saturday show in Chicago. Interesting.
4: This is, again, just rumors I've seen, right? Okay. I, I mean, I'm just a dumbass Canadian guy. Who knows what I know, right? That's... Look, I can't contest your knowledge of no, I'm, maple no, syrup. I'm on... It's i'm not saying you are i just you know like i just that's what i heard right like, I don't no no shit. that's
0: fair <laughs> see that's toronto fair. hamilton Edmonton. oh yeah, yeah there's
4: a hamilton one because ethan page was real excited about that because he's from okay. hamilton
0: Regi- is it regina yeah uh, saskatoon calgary regina,
4: speaking of which just got a bunch of trouble was a... their tourism board decided they wanted to change the slogan to uh, "Come have fun in Regina." <laughs> 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 yeah, there is a couple <laughs> different slogans that they really After like a week and a half, they're like, "We have to go back to our um our old one." Our old one of "Visit Regina."
0: Yeah. Was, um were they drunk at the time? oh that's
4: so
2: tongue-in-cheek
4: i i have to kind of love
2: it
0: i mean it's hilarious but you you can't do that
4: okay so the the slogans they came up with were let's make regina sexy the city that rhymes with fun which okay that's been said for decades Mm -hmm. and show us your regina
0: i like show us your regina especially there's exclamation points (laughs)
4: I was going to oh. buy a Show Us Your Regina t-shirt, but they'd never release them.
0: Oh, they – why not? Uh, they, they could make so much money. Like, they could lower taxes. They'd sell so many of <laughs>
2: those. I'm sure somebody's put it on Redbubble
3: at this point.
0: Oh, I know. They're just – they're giving they're – just, they're just, like, giving that idea away for nothing, like idiots. Yeah.
3: I don't have any affiliation with them, but go on T Public, Public com. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of designs and stuff. It's it, it's all like
0: it's kind of like fan made stuff,
3: but you could find all sorts of stuff. I'm sure it's on like T Public.
0: Yeah, Justin, you you have your new bootleg business.
4: Yeah, there we go.
3: You can get you a, know,
0: and they
4: came up with all those slogans, but they wouldn't put up a, a statue of Deadpool or Ryan Reynolds.
0: Lame.
2: I. Okay, a Ryan Reynolds loves Regina would go over so big, but...
4: Oh, Hell, till so you got the statue made, he'd probably stand there on the podium just <laughs> because he liked the joke so much.
0: They hawk his <laughs> cell phone company. He sold that. It's not his anymore.
4: Oh, really? Yeah, it got bought out. Yeah, he's trying to buy the Ottawa Senators, though, which, you know, as a Sens fan, he... I'm all for because he can't be any worse than the current ownership.
0: Oh, your, owner, your, your current owner is a piece of shit.
4: Oh, he's total garbage and doesn't seem to know a damn thing about hockey.
0: Well, he, he just doesn't want to spend money. Like, the second they're good, he, like, starts trying to bring the payroll down. So, what's our next one on the list? Uh, yes.
4: number five. This is... Eh, it's it's a one anyway. It's... Like the the thing now where wrestlers have decided they FTR bald is the absolute worst for this. Mm-hmm. Working fans on Twitter and on podcasts, like stop it. Like
0: unless you're MJF, because he's always in character.
4: Yeah, MJF doesn't stop it to the point where if you know. I hadn't seen several reputable people say what a great guy he is. I would think he really is the piece of shit he portrays on television. And yeah,
0: I'll give Randy Orton a pass. Like, I love working Randy Orton on Twitter. because he You mean reals- on Twitch? No, on Twitter. Like Oh, okay. Because, like, um, there's that whole feud he had on the internet where he was just, like, this is, like, eight years ago now, where he would, like, just... He didn't mean it, but he would shit talk indie wrestling just to get a rise out of people, and it was hilarious every time they fell for it.
2: Oh, the dive meme? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have I have a, a I mean, nobody called me to ask, but my personal rule is if you are a currently working wrestler, you should not have a podcast. Like Renee has a podcast because she's not a... Yes, okay, yes. Renee is a working personality, but she's not she's a wrestler. Gene, she had already done that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mean Gene could have have a, ha, could have could had a podcast with, like, Finkel back in the day, and it would have been oh, fine. Oh,
4: God, could you imagine a Gorilla and Heenan podcast? Just them three hours a week shooting the shit.
0: Yeah. I would have loved a, a Mean Gene one, though, because from all shoots I've ever heard, like, Mean Gene was just a fucking animal, like, and a total <laughs> drunk.
2: If you want to find out how my weekend is, you got to call the hotline 909-9900. Get your parents' permission before you call. And then you hear you hear Fink is like, make sure you dial the area code. Uh, no, but you're right. The, the idea of you know, we're tra- I, I I will admit I was pretty amused to find out that FDR had signed the contract back in November.
0: Uh, that made oh, that made it so hilarious that they were just <laughs> fucking with people. Like I, I I like Bald gets on my nerves sometimes, but them working people for like four no more like six months was just so hilarious to me. See, and
4: by the end of that, I was hoping that they'd lose to the Ass Boys and be gone because I was just sick of hearing them.
2: Yeah, uh, they would have gone to Ring of Honor, I think. But the um, if you my my rule is if you're a working wrestler. You should not have your own podcast because it's your your personal stuff is going to start bleeding into it, and that's going to affect people perceiving you when you're out there in the ring. So don't do that. If you want a guest on other people's, great, fantastic. You know what? We had two, even though I mean they're indie they were indie guys, but we but that was a whole different thing. Three.
0: I'm yes, fine great. if you want to do, like, up, up, down, down, like Xavier Woods, or, like, do, like, an action figure show. Something that's, like, totally not... Like Ethan's Toy Hunts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or like, Dan Howl's and Witches in Character. Like, that's fine.
2: Yeah. But don't be like, hey, I'm, you know, such and such to such and such champion, and this is my podcast, and I'm never going to work with this guy, because I think he's a dick. And then it's like... You worked with him the next week and it's like, ah, I worked you. And it's like, no, no, you didn't. You, you just basically straight up lied to us and claimed you worked us. No, 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 no. Don't do that.
0: Now, I, I will say, though, there are people that complain about Austin's podcast sometimes because like they're like, well, you know, he's kind of working a little bit. I'm like, yeah, but you kind of want Austin to work you a little bit like that's half the fun.
3: Yeah. I stopped listening to it. I used to listen to to his show and and
4: Jericho's and I just didn't really find him. Yeah, I only watch Jericho now if he has a really interesting guest on.
0: Yeah, that's the way Austin's was like Austin's kind of boring on his own. But he got two. WWE got their tendrils into him. And that really. did. I used to uh, love Colts back in the day.
2: Oh, yeah, it, it bothers me. Like Part of the reason that I only listen to Renee's whenever there's a really interesting guest on, for God's sake, I shouldn't have to go through 10 minutes of ads before we actually start talking to whoever your guest is. What? You don't want Omaha Steaks? I don't want Omaha Steaks. I don't want DraftKings three times.
0: Wait, wait, Shad, but let me tell you about uh, Stamps.com.
2: Oh, okay. Is that how I get a shipment of MeUndies? Is that what it is?
0: Or something like or, that. Or um, you get that, that mystery butt plug from AdamandEve.com.
4: Oh, really quickly, going back to the Dan and character thing, mm-hmm. hey, he released what he thinks might be his last vlog, at least while he's injured today. Yeah. And there's a scene where him and Renee go to the carnival. Yeah. After taking money from Mox. <laughs> And those two together is just like pure chaos. It's beautiful. Yeah, I I, w- I actually watched that
2: right before we went live, and I was laughing. Is like, hey, it's John Moxley, cotton candy.
3: <laughs> uh, somewhat in that vein, but one of the best like wrestling related announcer, or not announcers like uh. Podcaster, interviewers, whatever is RJ City. Oh, oh yeah.
1: it's
4: <laughs> time that he does. If Jeff people, Jarrett like... is the best signing that AEW has made, RJ City is like one A or
0: one yeah. B. His thing with Mark Briscoe was so funny.
4: The <laughs> only one that hasn't been funny is the JR one, and that's just because JR <laughs> doesn't get it, and he I think he hates him. Mm
0: jr I, I, jr's lost his sense of humor and jr's sense of humor is very um he's very sarcastic he's very dry yeah like you need someone like michael hayes that knows how to feed it properly and like one-liners are jr's thing but the, yeah. the mark briscoe is like yeah pro child labor like i got seven kids like i never have to get up and get my own beer <laughs> he goes what's, how the, many
2: what's kids the ratio would you to get a full case of beer <laughs> That's that's one point seven kids per
3: case, right?
0: But the funny thing that RJ City ever did, this is before AEW, he was doing some of Dan House, He's like, What do people see in you?
3: Oh yeah. That's the one I <laughs> that's exactly the one I'm thinking of. He did like a, a, a like a video
0: <laughs> Dan Housen.
3: Dan House and <laughs> is doing his shtick. And RJ, RJ City at one point just like completely like just in, like just at the end. and it's like, What is your appeal to people? <laughs> it's like
4: well, on that vlog Danhausen released today, there's like this extended him and RJ talking about Disneyland thing. And then Danhausen's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go ride some rides. What are you gonna do?" And RJ looks and goes, "I'm just gonna stand here and bang my head against this wall."
2: <laughs> the um, oh god, he, RJ giving uh, Mark Briscoe a hard time about where he said he was from. <laughs> yeah. Just running that down. He goes, "That's not really places." He goes, "Well, I mean, it kind of is." He goes. Then how is it kind of a place? How can it be a semi-permanent location? <laughs> um, the uh, the one
0: um, – I watched him do the one oh, with – Pitbull eating his teeth. I was yes. laughing my ass off. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> Damn Pitbull ate my teeth. <laughs> Might have been that very same hour I went and had a nap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've watched a fair number of them. Uh, I love how RJ City projects just utter disdain towards Danhausen, but I feel like he has to do that so that he doesn't crack, because he starts doing stuff and Danhausen responds, and you see him just take this moment before he responds the same thing MJF does. Like he, Danhausen says something to MJF and MJF goes, I uh, I want to strangle you. He's trying so hard not to laugh in that moment. I am sh- absolutely certain of it.
0: The Jarrett one, he was trying so hard not to laugh.
2: I think he broke um i am pretty sure he broke um Sanjay and Jay Lethal when they he was doing it with them.
0: Oh, it wouldn't shock me
2: i I'd have to go back and watch it, but I'm pretty sure he broke them at one point. they,
0: they need to they need to sign Scott Steiner to a one day contract and get him on just that so hard could do, it. <laughs> yeah.
2: I couldn't swear to it. I don't know if this actually happened or if I thought it would happen. And or I Scott just Breaker, it. as
0: he's going to have to. Oh, call Scott us Breaker. Off. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true.
2: Um, I sw- I, I, I'd have to go back and watch it, and this may not have happened. But I would swear that RJ City did a joke about confusing Satnam Singh being Indian with being Native American, which. He may not have done that, and I may be remembering it wrong and just expecting it, but I wouldn't have put it past him. Like, the guy has an amazing way of just putting enough English on the ball that you have no idea what he's going to hit you with.
0: I, The only reason I would ever want to see RJ City is in WWE is for a – just for a couple months, they could do a revival of Southpaw Wrestling with him involved. <laughs>
3: But oh, that would be that would be
0: great. Just have him like co-host with um John Cena as Lance Catamaran like it would be it would be excellent.
4: I love that Jericho tried to do some Clint Bobsky thing and they gave him a copyright what? notice. What? Oh my god! Yeah, he talked. It was in the last talk as Jericho I was watching. He talked about how. They were like, you can't do this. It's copyright. And then he went to try to copyright it himself and they'd never even copyrighted it.
0: It doesn't shock me. Yeah, that sounds about right. I would have, I would have copyrighted big Bartholomew while I was.
2: Big, Big Bartholomew.
0: I need to watch that again. My wife loved that. And she was so upset when they didn't do more.
2: I, oh, incidentally from the same era. Because I passed this around to some of my friends. You remember the Dolph, Jiggler, Dolph Ziggler KFC commercial?
4: Yeah, but I kind of want to see Dolph Jiggler now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the... Uh, that's that's the after
0: too much. Was, the, was, was this commercial is. with or without the not Ric Flair, Ric Flair impersonator? Hmm.
2: No, this was the one where he beat up Ms. Chicken in the ring. Oh, God. Like, they did the, they did the whole thing about... They had the commercial, and and Miz was talking about this, and then he backs into Ziggler, and Ziggler, like, whatever, and he, he drags him out to the ring and beats him up. I sent that to friends of mine who are not wrestling people, and I told them, I'm like, I know this isn't your thing, but I got to hear what your response is. And they were howling over, over the voice comms. They were just absolutely losing it. So –
0: the one I wa- I showed my non-wrestling fans that was wrestling that they thought was hilarious was um, Minoru Suzuki versus Mecha Mummy. Oh my god. Just because it is so stupid. <laughs> if you've If you've never seen it, like, so he does, like, a mech thing, and they have, like, attachments for him. So, like, he does, like, the shooting fist, and it's just, like, a giant foam fist. But then if he goes to the top rope, they put wings on him, and then he, like, dives... <laughs> outward and then he loses this match because you know Suzuki like puts a like a, a choke hold on him and pours water on him and then he shorts out and then <laughs> they do a rematch I've only seen that once and I can't find it again but that what I know ends they end up in a river and Suzuki does like that pile driver on him in the river and he explodes <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. so like, I love that stuff like Wrestling is stupid uh, at the base of it. Yeah. It's it's grown men in their underwear play fighting, yeah. which is fine, right? But like it's like have fun, like that's what yeah. I love about Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. Like you need like people don't laugh enough. The world yeah. sucks. Like, yeah, laughing is it's good for you. I'll
0: tell that you is, sp- I'll tell you one on YouTube. You should watch the whole match isn't there, but the DDT Empty Arena match where they like come out and they do their like intros and like invisible rings. And then they have Aja Kong sing the national anthem to an empty arena. And they're trying to get in a fight and she's breaking it up because she wants to sing. And because, you know, it's (laughs) Aja Kong, they, they actually listen to her. And then it's just, (laughs) it's just pure insanity after that, like stuff like that. Or, um, like the, the Hardy, like, oh, the, I, the broken universe stuff, like,
4: yeah. Like yeah. I don't want to see the broken universe, you know, every show, but you know Once a have year. fun. Like entertain us. Yeah. Right. I um, uh, Or like I want um to be sports entertained.
0: Or um going back to the broken verse, the it's one of my favorite AEW memories is Sammy Guevara running through that field is like Matt Hardy shooting fireworks at him. <laughs>
2: Or every time they were trying to drown Matt Hardy in the stadium stampede, he'd come up as a different kid. Yeah. Or
3: um, oh, that I loved. I loved that part.
0: Or Sammy, like, you, Sammy, you need to get up or an old man is going to call this a mud show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I um, That is one of my biggest regrets from my time in the ring is that I did not do comedy stuff. And I, I should have um i I probably would have had a lot more fun and honestly been more successful if I had been willing to do some
0: goofy stuff it's um I'll tell you i I've told it on the show, but what got me back in after I kinda got out because of the Benoit stuff um I saw a gif someone had on a board, and it was it was from chikara and it's it's Chuck Taylor coming down a slide, and ultramantis black chops him right as he gets to the bottom. <laughs> And I, I had I was like, I have to see the show. So I got I, it. And it's they get in a fight and they brawl out of the building into this playground and it it happens and it it was hilarious. And that's what got me back into wrestling.
2: I need to get my hands on Chikara stuff just to watch the whole thing.
0: R- wrestling is fun, is where Dragon Dragon dies. Oh, oh like I
2: loved I loved dragon dragon if if you're gonna have fun with this lean all the way in have fun with it i, I love that. that's
0: he didn't last long but retail dragon i love <laughs> yeah,
2: with the walmart <laughs> yes yeah. and then chuck taylor taking the guy and like rubbing his face on the painting of the lake and the guy screaming he's drowning me he's drowning Archibald
4: me Peck, that was what
2: i yeah. was just thinking
4: about that's my favorite chakara thing Except maybe arguing with my nephew, who was like seven at the time, that Space Monkey was a real monkey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, this is really old and you can't find it anymore, but when Hydro was still wrestling, and mm-hmm. this was when MySpace was still a thing, he would do blog posts. And his blog posts, if you read them, and he would just type it out, be like, rah rah rah. Just It was hilarious. <laughs> but if you don't know him, he was this really little guy, but at one point he got like a bodysuit on that was like muscly and he'd come out to like um Amy Winehouse's I'm not gonna go to rehab. You know, <laughs> the joke was that he was on steroids and it It just <laughs> Just that the shit they would do was was the best. There the other guy I loved was Jacob um Hammermeyer. So what he would do and someone he's this he would come out and he would he would ring announce himself and then his music would play and he would Run backstage, and this is in front of everyone, and then he would come back out and do his entrance like he hadn't been out there previously.
2: <clears throat> there is Dragon Dragon, and then the um, when the ant colony comes through the curtain and the CD player stops, and you hear Larry Sweeney start cackling, my brother and I reference those to this day. Yeah, And is. it is... It is an amazing, just the gags, the fact that they were willing to lean in, and in hindsight, I kick myself for not leaning in and having some goofy fun with it. They're fantastic. I, 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 honestly, if I could find it, it would probably and sit down and watch. It'd probably be be my wife's favorite wrestling thing ever. My wife watches, likes watching, funny, silly stuff and athletic, flying stuff.
0: You had to watch Chuck Taylor back in the day, though, it shows, because if you had a water bottle or something, you weren't paying attention, like, he would chuck that thing. He would chuck that thing on you if he thought he could get it. But he, um, when when we did the show, there were these kids watching, because we were in this, like, rec center, and he saw them watching outside, and he, like, marched out there and, like, yelled at them, and these kids, like, fled in terror. (laughs) It was hilarious. But they also... um. They had these low-hanging chandeliers, and they they kicked the fixture out of one when they did a superplex. And so they did this superplex, and this whole light fixture, like, comes crashing down with them. Oh! And they don't miss a beat. Like, Bryce Remsburg is just, like, getting all this stuff out of the ring. But, yeah. I was in the front row for that, and you had to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Because they, um, they were not afraid to jump on you.
2: So... That, uh, Justin, I believe that was your five peeves, right? That would be my five, yeah. Just, and I'm throwing you a curveball real quick, because we kind of enjoy talking about things, we like talking about things we enjoy more than necessarily hating on anything. Can you give me just something off the top of your head that you really like seeing? like That
4: I really what, like seeing? Yes. Um... Oh, that's a good one. There's so many things I like. Honestly, I, I'm very different from you, Shad, and the things I like. You know. Okay. I love like high flying stuff, like ladder matches. Right. Like I love seeing like the big crash and burn spots. You know. Oh, you know. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. Like, you know. Like the 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 destroyer, for example, that like blew up Dante Martin's ankle. No. Like, had his ankle not exploded, that would have been like absolutely like. Insane, crazy, I would have like blown my top. Yeah. Right? You know, but him getting hurt, of course, you know, ruins it. But like, I love like the big car crash matches. I love, like, I'm not a big fan of deathmatch stuff, but I love seeing like guys go through like 40 doors and, you know, hit each other with stupid shit.
0: Or the We're Legos like... go in the ring, which. <laughs> yeah, right? Like...
4: That's... Okay. Look, that's
2: a war crime in a wrestling ring. I will not hear otherwise. <laughs>
0: That one I watched, they like took Mander's boots off and he walked through those things barefoot. Oh. That that yeah, had yeah. to have been worse than the bumps through it. Because I, no, I, I was thinking like, I think I'd take thumbtacks before I, I did Legos.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, he, he's a piece of shit. I don't like referencing him, but uh, Drake Younger has said he would rather bump on thumbtacks all day than Lego.
0: What's the problem with Drake Younger? Is it...
4: Um, brain damage.
0: Did he do something? Because he gets confused with that other Drake in NXT a lot.
4: I thought they were the same guy.
0: No, I really did. the Drake in NXT is not Drake Younger. At least Drake I don't think me, they are. Yeah, are
4: yeah. Because I just I'm on Wikipedia right now. Like the Drake that was in Combat Zone and IWA.
2: Oh, okay that's that's that you saying that tells me plenty
0: oh yeah he has um, brain damage but i think he's like a main roster dude and i think the drake referee that was nxt was a different drake but i could be wrong
4: that a, yeah that's uh drake wurtz and he was the referee in nxt and he yeah he wrestled this drake young in a whole bunch of promotions
0: oh, okay I, I thought they were different people because they're, they're like were
4: there
2: people who were crossing him with drake maverick
0: no, they don't look anything alike.
2: Well, I mean, that's good. I love I Drake Maverick. I saw very little of, but I absolutely loved it because he found a way to do self-deprecating comedy that was absolutely endearing and hilarious.
3: But, I think Drake Younger still with the WWE. Just uh, he's like a writer now.
2: Matt, you got super quiet.
3: Yeah, I. I, I... Uh, isn't Drake Younger? I think still with the WWE, like as a writer. I think
0: he. I think he got like let go in that like COVID. He urge. was let
4: go in twenty twenty or yeah, twenty twenty one. It says here on Wiki.
0: Okay. Uh, I thought hmm. he was with somebody
4: for as a writer. Like doing all sorts of dumb shit.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Like you know, coordinating QAnon events with his WWE corporate email. <sighs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's definitely a decision you can make. But uh, another thing I like, and it's, it's at least something Shad can, you know, hopefully enjoy as well. Like, I love a good promo, Like you know, get me invested. Talk me into the building, as it were. Like, mm-hmm. look, it,
2: all the ring work in the world is great, but the problem is, is, and here's the thing. Wrestling, it has wrestling in you know the fifties was just ring work stuff with some gimmick, you know the original. You start getting into doing Gorgeous promos, George. yeah, Gorgeous George. Go, I mean Muhammad Ali got his promo style from Gorgeous George. You start doing the promos, you get people invested. There's no like, there's so much stuff that happens now. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. We ain't going back to working the arm for 10 minutes and then having a, a roll-up pin for a match anybody will give a damn about no yeah, matter how many fat indie vets want to do that.
0: You know, what's funny about that though is people bitched about that in the 80s. About what? About working the arm and, and ro- like that, that shit that they think like still is compelling. Like we've watched shows where they're doing that in like the early 90s and late 80s where the crowd is saying, chanting boring at the Boring.
2: House. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the t- no, man, that's, you don't need to do that. If you're any good, you don't have to do that. Get, you got to be able to cut promos. You've got to be able to give something a little – something for people to sink their teeth into.
0: Shad, how dare you call out Mr. <laughs> Top 20 on the PWI Jonathan Gresham like that? I am, I am aghast <laughs> at you.
2: You know what? I thought, the, it was, I, I thought it was Mark Gresham.
4: What is Mark Gresham? <laughs> John Gresham <laughs> bugs me. Like, I, I again, I don't like – Him or what he does, but like he did an interview a few weeks ago. I read where he they asked him about his whole big blow up with Tony Khan, and he honestly he came across really well. Where he was like taking responsibility for his actions, and like I don't expect that out of wrestlers.
3: Yeah, I think I think we read the same article because he did own up to it. I mean, he basically said like Yeah, I could have handled that like more professionally."
4: Yeah, he's basically I was having a shitty day and. Tony was really busy and I just went about it wrong. And like, you know what? Like that's good for him that he can at least admit it. Cause yeah. he said that, uh, he said that, that
3: basically there, there was no bad blood and that Tony did not close the door to, you know, using him again. But I think that what John Gresham is thinking of, it's like, that's not going to happen. It's like, I don't, you're not going to be like ring of honor champion, like the,
0: no, the central
3: promotion. Like that, that's done.
0: I mean, he's, I hate that. I hate to be that guy, but he's too small. Um, and he doesn't. Yeah, totally. have...
3: I've, I've seen him live and it's like he's at. I don't know if he's even like five and a half feet.
0: No, I, I tower over him. Like, I mean, Adam Cole's not very big either. I'm I'm the Who's same size bigger,
4: as... John Gresham or friend of the show, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a horse race there. <laughs> oh, my God. Shots fired. I still remember how proud he was of that picture. He could show us that he was taller than Rey Mysterio. <laughs>
0: And Ray, <laughs> Ray Mysterio is is, I've seen I've been close to Ray live and like Ray's little, yeah, like he's every bit of that five three. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, we, that's... he Jonathan Gresham I think I would I would be fine having him if I was running a promotion I would totally book him, and I would never put my top title on him but I would be comfortable pushing him but like he's the kind of guy that gets your world title when your company's dying.
2: If your gimmick is I'm a good wrestler, then I am kind of a, if if that's your entire gimmick, then I'm kind of of the opinion that you're probably not a great worker.
0: Yeah, because we've talked about that. Um, you can go to the most podunkiest of promotions in like someone's barn with 20 people there. And I can guarantee you'll see good wrestling. That's kind of like I agree with Justin in, in the sense of I'm kind of over good wrestling. Like I need the other things like I need the glitz and I need the story. I need the feuds like I need that other stuff now because like I've seen plenty of good wrestling. That's not a novelty anymore. Like give me the other stuff.
2: The bar is different than it used to be. Um, so if you're going to be a good wrestler, you've got to be good unless you find a way to lean in on another way of. You know, you're doing this like Norm MacDonald-esque, not good wrestling kind of thing as part of it. It's like, okay, I I can follow you on that. But if you're going to be good, that's that's fine. But that just doesn't cut it. You've got to have you've got to have more to it than that. And like you guys say, it's now it, it this may not be fair to say, but it feels like now more than ever, that's the case cuz i mean what what are you going to do right what what's i'm a good wrestler it's like okay if you're not brian danielson you can't just hang your hat on that yeah and, and brian danielson's not the only one that hangs his hat on that and or, that's not the only thing he hangs his hat on i'm sorry
0: and it's like um if you're if you're if you're working an indie show and it's hour 3 like and you're you're doing the mr good wrestler thing it's like okay well Everything you've done, I've already seen five times tonight. Like, so I'm already bored.
2: I would rather have someone who has a, you know, a good gimmick and a solid match than I am seeing, I'm putting on a great match tonight. It's like, uh,
0: really? yeah. Or even like, you know, the, um, that match of filth at DDT versus GCW, that was in about hour three, and that was entertaining because it was different. It came right after a match where they were doing all the crazy, like, off ladders and all that stuff. And then they did something, like, more humor based and torturing poor um, Alley Catch, <laughs> <coughs> who I'll like... ever be grateful for because I'm convinced she got big, swole fired from AEW. <clears throat> my my personal theory to that is they brought her in and told Big Swole like to to have Big Swole prove that she could like actually perform well in the ring on Dark and that match was god awful and she was gone like a month later.
2: Was it that she didn't mesh with Allie or is Allie like
0: Allie's limited?
4: Yeah, is she. I really like Allie, but she's not. Great. She works much much better as part of a tag team.
0: She's okay. she's better with some comedy like limited spots. She's more about the personality. But like if you need her to go in there and carry like six to seven minutes of work, you're not going to get.
2: Great Is results. she the one that gave Dan House in the spicy
3: water? Yes. Okay, I got yeah. you now. I I do agree that she's better in a tag team. And Justin, I think you've seen this one. Uh, some guy recently posted like a, a photo of him. He's wearing a t shirt saying. um, <laughs> My other pussy's a tag team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love I, that shirt. I absolutely adore that. It. it looked like it looked like homemade.
4: Amazing. I might actually have to get one made up so I can wear it to work.
2: There's no problem with being a tag person either, because that's a whole genre that you can do great stuff with that has been largely ignored. Yeah, that if, that frustrates me.
0: If you're if you're someone that likes doing it but you know maybe you're not a great offensive wrestler or maybe you're you have limited upside like in a in a division like go find someone you mesh well with and be a tag team and you'll get more success that way.
2: Yeah, it, it just I love good tag wrestling. I know I've said it before. You can have well, all kinds of fun with different adore stuff. tag wrestling Yeah, you've got so many more options to be able to do so much more stuff and have more fun with it, and you can have five guys out there having a good time instead of just three, and if you throw in managers, you can do even more with it. Like, you can have a great
0: time. And it's a great way for young guys to learn.
2: Yes. There's all kinds of upsides to it as opposed to you're going out there having a singles match sink or swim. Um, But – and and so if you're if you get out there and you <clears throat> look I I know Dax has has rubbed all of us kind of the wrong way with his stuff but and he has proved he's capable of doing single stuff but FTR is such a good tag team that I have to look at it and go all right I'm separating the art from the artist here on this because I like their stuff so much.
0: I liked it's, his insight into, like, why they picked AEW over WWE. I thought that was a very, like – it it spoke a lot about the type of person he is. Yeah. I mean, just
2: sheer logistically. Guess what? If I work in AEW, I don't have to kill myself on the road all the time. I can be home with my family more, and I can take indie dates if I want to. Uh, that's all you have to lay out and say that. But then he's saying, I'm not just a number there the people here you know care about who we are and what we do like that sort of like absolutely and it was a very humanizing thing for him to say which he <laughs> needed after all the other stuff but
0: oh, and he had my best promo last year the fight like a girl one was a excellent oh, promo that was
4: so that good. was an amazing promo yeah it was so good that was so good
2: yeah God, I wish I'd done a goofy tag team. Sorry, I'm on that kick again.
0: All right. Well, is there any? Yeah, think... he has a he has a number six for us, I believe. Oh okay. no, no,
4: number you six. You didn't want to hit on it. Was the uh, the grumpy vets thing?
0: But... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, we've, yeah,
4: You guys have smashed that one around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think everyone's kind of getting bothered by Tired that. Tired of it. Yeah. Cause like my thing was lately, I think I think I I hate to call him out, but I think Bret Hart was guilty of this one.
4: Yeah, How, it really it hurts me when I have to be like, why is Bret being an asshole? with like he's he's being an asshole about it.
0: Well, like yeah. he was complaining about the leg slaps, and it's like, well, one, um, <laughs> they they work in the high def era, like they don't get to. They don't get their mistakes covered up by low definition television. And secondly, like you're bitching about them doing leg slaps when it was a fucking mainstream joke for decades about you guys stomping the mat when you punched people like, come on.
2: Yeah. If you watch Brett throw punches, his feet are up off the mat and then land whenever it hits. Like he's absolutely doing that. Now I, I sent you guys that thing earlier that, cause it made me laugh about the, the guy doing the running the ropes jokes he does the leg slap thing at the end of everything just as kind of a gag. And I can appreciate that. Like the indie running the ropes and he stands there and he takes too long and he comes back and the guy's way and he does, he did a cartwheel in the middle of it. He comes and the guy like shoulder checks him and bumps him. He's laying there and then he does a leg slap. I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. But yeah, I don't, I don't, you're going to tell me that people throwing super kicks did not slap their leg in order to get a good sound out of it for decades. I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, it's just it was done on standard definition, and you you could not see every little bit of movement they did.
4: Well, and like if you look at a Dungeon Wrestling card, like he has Mojabari and Sean Moore and Michael Richard Blaze and the Bollywood Boys, like there is legs being slapped. He's just choosing to ignore it. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, Brett, Legs will be slapped. Brett's always been like weird because he's um he's always been like kind of WWE centric. Like there's something he wrote in his book about like kind of down on like the tiger mask he worked with, and everyone was like Brett that that was Mizawa, like legitimately a legend, and you don't know who he is. Like come on, dude. That's yeah. But I mean, a lot of guys, a lot of guys. Have tunnel vision like that, that you know, it's, it's understandable.
2: Well, and we can't rule out CT causing memory issues, too. Um,
0: maybe he just bitterly fell off the st- Oh, god, that did they was that on TV when he fell off the stage at like the first double or nothing?
4: Oh, yeah, he walked off the thing, yeah, yeah. He, he, I thought yeah. you were gonna say that he fell off his bike. I was gonna be like, Jesus Christ,
1: dude,
0: he had a rough time because. That's the other thing you have to appreciate FTR and WWE did not have their back, like, fight, you know, by keeping them after that. But that dude that jumped Bret Hart, like, oh,
4: God, Dax, that poor guy.
0: Dax and Cash were just beating that they guy mercilessly. him
4: a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, like, the first two guys who got their hands on him were Travis Brown and Harry Smith. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather
4: just get hit by a car. And then yeah. Cash just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, because they got a hold of him, and you couldn't really see what was happening for a minute there. And even on the walk out, Cash got one more in. He kind of walked up, came up behind him, and, like, short-punched him right in the nose, and then walked away straightening his tux. And I'm like, I can appreciate that. I, I appreciate that.
0: Listening to, like, um, Cornette talk about working in Mid-South, like, those fans were problems. Hmm. Yeah, because he oh, said because he said like the, the nice fans would just slash your tires. He said the real pricks would just stab them. So your f- tires would go flat on the
2: on the side of the road.
0: And he said the the favorite one he told, though, was these guys were chasing them in a truck. And he said Dennis Condry reached under his seat and pulled out it like the biggest gun he's ever seen and started brandishing at them to get them to go away.
2: Yeah, I remember that story. And I mean. I might have pissed some people off like that, too. But if you've got fans who are willing to get that hot at you about about that sort of stuff, it's kind of a problem. That dude who um, jumped Seth Rollins.
0: Oh, God, that was. Oh, God. That guy had had problems.
3: He is like mentally
4: ill. Yeah, Yeah. that guy has like legit issues.
0: But
3: um, go ahead, Matt. I oh, know that was like my whole point. Like he, okay. that guy is like legit. Like he's he's out and
4: the, the yard. best fan running I ever saw though was at Raw in Edmonton. Uh, Eddie and RVD were having a ladder match, and some drunk dude in an Oilers jersey runs in as Eddie's climbing the ladder, and he pushes the ladder over, and Eddie lands on his feet, and you can see. I mean, he looks at the guy trying to figure out if the guy's supposed to be there. Yeah. And then he sees security coming in, and he just hammers the guy right in the face.
2: I, I remember seeing that because the guy – he's doing the slow climb, and the guy comes in, and he just hops off. He's like, no. But I think my favorite was the guy who tried to hit the ring, and Mark Curtis
0: Oh yeah, clinched him. Yeah. Kicked him in the face. and <laughs> Now, my favorite is um, Randy Anderson just cranking on that guy's neck. <laughs> or Or the other one we saw recently. I don't remember what it's from, but – Some guy takes a swing at, like, Ted DiBiase, and he just catches it out of, like, the side of his vision and ducks, and it's like, oh, yeah, Yeah. that's a guy that worked in the South for a good decade.
2: (laughs) He had them territory eyes going. Yeah. He knew when it was coming. Um,
0: But, man, like, there's there's some good ones, like, where you just see them tuning some idiot up.
2: Well, I think, I can't swear to it where, but I think there's legal precedent that if somebody gets in the ring of the show who's not supposed to be there you have legal precedent to defend yourself as if you are under threat
0: i mean you are under threat really
2: yeah i mean but it i'm saying it's codified i can't i couldn't tell you where it's from but you know if i was working a show it, most of the shows i worked the barricade was a strip of caution tape right and and people respected that but if someone had just decided to step over it and come at me it's like Nope, 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 nope. We ain't doing
0: this. Um, I did like that clip from, I think, this year where that kid got over the barricade and security was coming over and Cody's just like, no, no, like, it's fine.
2: <laughs> that is something I appreciate about... Yeah. Cody has done some stuff that's like, okay, dude, come on. But the, the guy is really... I think the guy is very good at connecting with fans. Um, he is – which makes it all the more staggering. That it's like, no, 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 we got to continue the story. It's like, no, you whiffed that. Oh, you ruined that story. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that he, Cody, on the way out at house shows and stuff, will stop and take selfies with people at ringside. Like He'll stop, take their phone, take the selfie, and give it back to him. He's not charging you for anything there. He's just doing it to try and make your night better. Like, when was the last time you had somebody that was doing stuff like that?
0: Yeah. Was that Nash when he was like really early in the business and he was just watching the matches, like at a chair, like in the, like kind of like in an entry area and something broke out and they're like, come on. Like, he's like, well, I guess we're doing this. And they had to go out and like fight a bunch of people.
2: Get the guys that, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but they looked at him and said, come on, big man. And Nash was like, shit we're going
0: i think it was cornet got some
2: you're right because he turned i remember the story now he turned the racket sideways and just split somebody's scalp
0: well he he legit loaded it um he legit loaded it in the south but there's one in world class he talked about where something was going on this old lady tried to hit him with a chair Mm -hmm. and when she lifted it up she fell over because she was old And he said the whole place, like, just the energy change, because he didn't do anything, but obviously, like, she fell over in his vicinity. And he said, like, he just bolted for the middle of the ring. And He said nothing happened, but...
2: Oh, no. He had reason to be concerned.
0: But he said, like, in those days, though, if, if the cops were escorting you, you had to be careful because if they thought they had the clearance, they would reach between the cops and stab you in the leg.
2: Yeah. Um. What was the... Uh, and then there was... um.
0: It was in Louisiana, Drano too, I think.
2: Yeah, it was in Louisiana where they, the, the cops would keep everybody far enough away from them. So they put Drano and squirt guns and would try and shoot you in the eyes with it.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah, that pales in, in okay oh, Yes, John.
3: sociopathic behavior. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, Puerto Rico, they would like throw like bags of piss on you and batteries at you and shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say the business has changed in, I don't know. The last, be generous and say 30 years. I mean longer than that, but we'll say generous in 30 years. And I think a lot of the changes have been good. So I'm willing to overlook some leg slaps. Yeah. Even if they don't disguise it as well as they should maybe. I mean, I'll admit I did leg slaps, but I knew how to throw roundhouse kicks and move my arms with it. So you never saw me slapping my leg you saw my arm moving in a natural motion that happened to hit my leg on the way so
0: it's, it's also weird too because like back in the day like some of those guys would you know slap their elbow before they do an elbow like stan hansen would do that sometimes and it's just like eh, whatever yeah, yeah it's like you're I, just building anticipation
2: yeah it's it's people make a way bigger deal out of it i think it's it's just they need like,
0: something to shit on
2: It's leg slaps are kind of meandering into meme territory now, because if if you've got someone who's like, oh, you know, I can't, I don't like these younger guys doing thigh slaps, they're like, oh, you said the thing, yeah, you know, I I think we're getting to that point.
0: And honestly, like when I watch, like I don't, I don't care, like if if I'm if I'm into the match, like I don't give a shit if they're,
2: yeah. It's it's really not that big a deal.
0: No, and you, you don't see it unless you're like deliberately like looking for it to be bothered by it in all honesty. Mm hmm. Like, I don't I don't want to hear it when like John Cena loudly called spots for like the last decade of his career. If They didn't mic the Rings to
2: dead gum close. We wouldn't hear it.
0: Was that Rico that was like, God damn it, Jeff, get over here. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Jeff Hardy. He's back, too. Yeah. How l- yeah. Let's go around the table. How long do you give Jeff before he screws this one up?
4: I, I want to say that he'll do it, but like his track record ain't great, unfortunately.
0: No, he can't help himself.
4: I mean, I think if he stayed away from wrestling, he'd have a much better chance. But... You know, he's going to start taking them bumps and something's going to go because he's not going to not take the bumps. Let's say it's Jeff Hardy
0: and he's getting older, too. So, you know, that pain doesn't go away so quick, too. Yeah.
2: I think that Jeff's his if he is really serious about it, I think his entering career will end. I'm going to I'm going to pull for here's how I'll put it. I'm going to pull for his in-ring career will end before he relapses. Because I don't think he's got that much left in the tank. I think there's like one more Hardy Boys nostalgia run.
0: Him and the fucking Usos, man. Is it both Usos or just one Uso?
2: Just one. Just one, yeah. Ah. It's, yeah, it's... um... Jay, I think. No, No, it's
0: Jimmy. It's It's Jimmy. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's yeah. how Jay
0: got that brief solo push, is because Jimmy. Got yeah, it up. Jimmy
2: messed up again. Yeah. <clears throat> so.
0: They keep fucking well, letting him off, though. That's what drives yeah, me fucking yeah, bad shit.
2: Well, guys, I think we've 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 kind of beat the we've covered everything tonight. Justin, was there anything you'd want to end with?
4: No, no. I just that I appreciate you guys having me on. I mean, it's uh, I listen every week, but this will be a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, you get used to like hearing yourself. It's yeah, you do know, actually.
2: I, uh, <laughs> I I listen to myself. I'll, I'll listen to it for a little while, and then I'll get to criticizing myself, and I'll turn it off.
4: That's then, God, I try to. Little- I mean, I already make the guys at work listening to you. So they're inadvertently <laughs> learning about wrestling despite what they want. But now they're going to have to hear me telling them about wrestling when they already hear me telling them about wrestling.
0: <laughs> What's funny is if you listen back, you might have like your mind's eye of how the conversation went. Or some weeks you'll be like, man, I didn't shut the fuck up this week. And then you That's... like listen back and you're like, oh, like I actually didn't talk as much as I thought I did. Okay.
2: No, my problem is, like, I'm like, God, I never shut up. And now I listen back, I'm like, I'm right, I'm right, I never
0: shut up.
4: I'm just glad this wasn't a video, because I wildly gesticulate when I talk.
0: <coughs> oh, I'm usually, like, I'm usually, like, looking at something else, or you'll sit here, sit here, see me, like, fidget with, like, a pencil for,
4: yeah. Oh, I look like I'm a wizard casting spells or something <laughs> while I talk.
0: <clears throat>
4: a little uh,
2: Italian-Canadian going.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much straight from England with my DNA, but I must have picked up Italian somewhere.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bad about it, too. But
4: uh, All right, well, everybody,
2: ju- first of all, Justin, thank you for joining us for this episode. Everybody out there, we would love to hear from you on our social media. Um, do you want to hear more people's pet peeves? Because, uh, you know, we've got some other folks that we might let take a crack at it and that sort of stuff. But thank you again for listening to us. This is Shad with Matt, Brad, and Justin. Well, this time we've been in all four corners, but thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.